Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 65 of the Mental Threads podcast. I'm here with two guests, way better than one. If y'all like to state y'all names, y'all free to. Aviana Hopkins. And? Bryce Marcelin. Yeah, still don't know how to spell his last name in my head, but it's all right. It's Mar- I'm thinking like Marceline. R-C-E-L-I-N. Thank you for that, sir. I'm, th- I'm still thinking like Marceline from Adventure Time. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's cool. That's okay, cool. that's cool. This ain't nothing wrong with it and stuff of that nature. How's everything going between y'all? Everything's cool? Pretty yeah. good. We just worked out. I'm feeling pretty good. That's great because it's like I'm really trying to get into working out. Like it's really like I, my planet is my planet fitness subscription has been going on since like earlier this year and they take twenty dollars out every month and i've not shown up there this whole year it's like oh dang what's up with my bank account it's like what twenty dollars a planet fitness oh damn and it's like walking distance from my house but i'm trying to find like the right time and i'm thinking like you know i'm about to say the right time as soon as you start yeah for sure I'm trying to figure out, like, trying to make, like, a schedule. I'm thinking, like, I was going to do, like, Mondays. Like, I'll be focused on my arms. And then Wednesdays, like, my core. And then, like, Fridays will be, like, my legs. But then it's just, like, then Monday come, and then there's something that comes up on Monday. I'm like, maybe I should just do it on Tuesday. And then something comes yeah. up on Tuesday. And then it's just, <laughs> it's it's just easy, like, you know. It's easy to just, you know, let it just not happen. Because sometimes you just push it off because you don't find it important find importance in it yeah if you prioritize it then you're gonna go and you're gonna make great progress in the gym for sure yeah you just have to have a plan and goals yeah and everything because I, I lost like i dropped like a whole lot of weight i recall like because mm-hmm. like last year i think i went on a fast i was trying to do like some spiritual like a daniel fast and everything yeah. like that and i ate nothing but like fruits vegetables and drank nothing but water for like i try to hit it for like 21 days but i kept messing it up yeah. it'd be over like stupid stuff like I, i'll go to like to the doctor and be like oh wow that's a caramel i'll get like one caramel i was like wait i'm not supposed to eat this oh now <laughs> yeah. i gotta start over it'd be like 18 days in it's like oh now i gotta start over yeah. and oh, so it's just fire, no no it really helped a lot it. Mm-hmm. It really, really helped a lot and everything. I'm just thinking about going back on it for sure. I'm just trying to figure out what would be the best time for sure. Because, you know, you can't just start out of nowhere. Not when it's hot right now. Yeah. You might pass you might out pass outside. Out, yeah. I think I can pull it off. Yeah. Just drink a lot of water. I mean, yeah. yeah. Water Put a lot of stuff in your system. You should be okay. Yeah. I, my, my whole diet was pretty much con- composed of, like, chickpeas, quinoa, and uh, lentils, I think. I went to this yeah. place called Wayfair and everything. I was just trying to get it to help. Um, cause while I was doing that, I was trying to record for my first mixtape too. So I thought it was like two things I was trying to discipline myself with like writing right. songs on one hand mm-hmm. and also like dieting on another hand and stuff of that nature. So it's like, when it comes to like y'all diet and stuff like do it, like, how do y'all like measure y'all diet? It's really, you know, like, what, what do y'all be doing? I was actually going to say you had probably the hardest part down cause you eat yeah. real healthy if that's what you were eating. If you could keep doing that and then work out, you'd get right real quick cause I'm, like, good with going to the gym, but I, I get pretty bad with the food selection. Diet is, like, 80%. <laughs> yeah. You really have to, if you eat healthy, you have to do a lot more portion control than anything yeah. and try to cut out, like, alcohol, sweets, like, your juices yeah. and your sodas, and just drink water because you will see a huge difference if you just do water instead of soda. Um, and your skin and your overall health, I think... That would be beneficial for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for 
real, man. It's like I remember like how I felt like afterwards and everything. It was just like it was kind of like a relief, but it was still like you know I, I kind of like eating this stuff and everything. Yeah. I kind of want to eat this a little bit more, mm-hmm. but then it was just like it was still like a chore because I decided to like go out of my way and go to like a certain side of town and everything. It's like Wayfair, I think, on the university area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like Medita- Mediterranean food and stuff. Yeah. So no, it's really good. Mediterranean. It's up there by that Dollar Tree. Uh, it was like a family thing? dollar, and it was like I think I think Planet Fitness is not too long from there. I don't, I'm not sure. It was like a Monkey Joe's. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was a university area. I remember. Mm-hmm. I think there's like an ice cream shop like right next to it, and then a the Little Caesars. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I now, you. now it's kind of coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This gotcha. is. I don't even know how I started going there. I'm not even gonna lie. I just looked up like healthy food or something like that, and it just. Right. And it was boom right some there. Good stuff. Really, yeah. really good stuff and What's everything. Mezzo's Mediterranean. Mezzo's really good. Really. Yeah, that's really good. So that's why I got all my chickpeas and stuff like that. I wouldn't even ask for any like meats or nothing. I'm like just straight mm-hmm. lentils, quinoa, all this, and because it, it tastes so good after a while. First right. it was like it was like oh, and then like my body started using it, like wow, I need some more of this, and yeah. then just drink the water. And protein and get you get you right. Yeah. And the cool thing is it was like no guilt after eating yeah, it. Exactly. Like that's the best part. It was just like you can't feel bad about eating something you're supposed to eat. Yeah. Right. You eat a whole piece. It was just like why did I do that to yeah. myself? It's <laughs> like. <laughs> Get all that, get start eating healthy food. Your organs are gonna be like, oh my god, yes, yeah. wow. Yeah. You really start feeling different. Yeah, for real. So when it comes to like y'all like workout routines and stuff and stuff of that nature, like do you just save like one day for like like one part of the body, like you know, upper body, core, and legs, like how I'm trying to do, or do you just like just do whatever? Uh, typically, I would do like maybe like an hour and a half or two hour sessions is straight one part of the body, like core and up and then, or core down like leg day. But um, recently I've been trying to kind of up the intensity so I just really do full body every day. Mm. So, and try and do a lot more cardio because I'm trying to like cut down the fat. Oh, that's cool. Cardio ain't bad. I've been having a hard time with exercising because I was, um, I did track at Queens for four years. I was a thrower. I did um, shot put, discus, javelin, hammer, and the weight throw, so all of the events pretty much. Um, there, you're pretty structured. You're at, you know, your lifts and your practice take four to six hours out of your day. Then I graduated during the pandemic and went straight to grad school. So I'm still kind of adjusting to working out. Um, I find it best not to plan because if I do plan then I don't do what I was planning so I just go to the gym and I try to do something more than likely it's heavy lifting which I'm trying not to do so like today for example we went to the gym and I was like oh let's do some power cleans um push press and deadlift but I did it kind of like in a circuit instead of doing it like heavy lifting like four sets of six or something so we did four sets to ten and like did our abs and cardio afterwards so I find that that helps me out a lot it's cool at least at least you got like a science broken down to it i just be like sometimes like my main thing I used to do was just run like down the uh, street and back and like my road is like and it would just be like it would be like I think it'd be like a mile, 1.7 mile all the way down and then 1.7 miles back. So it'd be like close to, and it just, I wouldn't be running like the whole way. Like I'm not trying to kill myself. It's just like, I just feel like just running for a little bit. It'd be like little points, like, you know, like where the, 
where the lights at you know the lights light poles yeah yeah that would be my that would be my check marks basically like that i would just like i'll just kind of sprint real quick now walk for a little bit then run again then walk for a little bit then run again i'll walk because it was like that's like my stress reliever i'd be like listening yeah. to music and everything well and i just like trying to like you know visualize being like all my goals done for the week or just just in general just mm -hmm. like you know it just takes you a different place so it's yeah. just it was just a good way to kind of burn off energy and stuff of that nature which that's i can't true. wait to really really start doing it again i can't really do it now because it's hot as hell now and i don't yeah you might pass out outside it's hot as fuck <laughs> it's, it's rough you, uh, uh, well i call it a runner's high because i like to run too uh i haven't done it in a couple of days but i do like to run i like to tell my sister i get a runner's high because after like the first mile i run for the week i might be tired but once i get like uh, like the third run in for a week, I like don't really get tired. I call it runner's high and I feel good because I'm thinking about everything positive, you know. It's just a great feeling. So I, when you said that, you do that and you have pick checkpoints and you take your breaks when you're tired, whatever, you probably feel that same way. So mm -hmm. keep that up. Like running alone is a full body workout. Like if you just did that every day, you would reach your goals, literally. Sure. In my case, it was mostly like stress relief. It wasn't even about like doing the body thing. It was like yeah. trying to do something and everything. So you don't want to lay up in the house like all day. Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's just stuff like that. It's just like, I feel like I'm in my 20s now. And it's just like, you know, you don't want to be like just lazy all day. Like, I just feel like it's kind of weird. Like, people just literally don't do anything like at all. Like, you know, I just. Yeah, and it's like, you know, do what you got to do and everything. It's just like, uh, it's just the same thing when it comes to even playing video games. Like, I know, so I don't know if you're a gamer type person. I used to be such a gamer to the degree as I just like playing the video game. But now it's just like, after like like 10 minutes in, I'm like, damn, where's my birth certificate? It's just like, life just happens to just like, you know, your life becomes a video game in a sense. And I just feel like the more things you get accomplished in the day, like, that's like, you feel like amazing. So it's just like, it's just, it's just stuff like that. It's like, is that kind of like how, kind of touching on the nose, how y'all like approach life when it comes to like, you know, exercising and stuff of that nature? Oh yeah. I exercise to stay sane. Oh, okay. Basically to keep my mental health in check. Yeah. That's not bad. Like really, like I can relate to that too. Back on that whole like stress reliever type things, like your mind just be all over the place. Like, ugh. But then when you're running and everything, and like I put on a song that I really like that like makes me maybe something that's uplifting, mm -hmm. or maybe something that just like brings my heart rate up, or just something like that. It's just like you know all that stress kind of lowers a bit, and you can actually kind of like go through the week, you know, a little bit more, you know, with a better mindset mm -hmm. compared to if you just did it and you're just sitting down, like all this stuff just weighs on you, like ugh. Yeah. what did that happen for and it's just like yeah. the more you realize the more you start doing things the more you realize how insignificant those times are mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature so it's like it's, it's nice that you bring up mental health because I know you're like a, you're working to be a social worker correct? Yeah I am getting my masters in social work at Winthrop so right now I just finished my first year we did like a lot of different classes that kind of was just like my background and psychology and sociology so at queens i studied psychology sociology and public health and basically you learn about the mind society um different trends in the world within like society so epidemiological trends within public health so i did a lot of that before i went to winthrop and i'm basically learning how to intervene with different clients, whether it's like micro, which is individual, um, mezzo, which is community, or macro. I'm most mostly interested, and in, I would say probably macro because I want to be like a trauma specialist. Um, so at Winthrop, my second semester, you do an internship, and I intern with the Domestic Violence Healthcare Project at Atrium, and basically there 
we're there to support any man or woman that comes in that experience intimate partner violence. So that could be physical, emotional, sexual, um, financial. And basically we're there to kind of listen, file a report or a narrative is what we call it. Then um, give different resources for basically empowerment. So helping with coping with the situation that you're in, providing resources, and making sure that the victims or survivors in this case will know that they do have support, whether um, they're going through it right now, if it was five years ago or 10 years ago, they have support um, to go to the hospital. Um, there's lots of places around Charlotte, like Safe Alliance for Children. It would be something like Pat's Place, but just making sure that everyone has resources, giving them to them, making sure that they know that they are not alone and yeah so that's what I did my first year the next year I'll be interning with the VA in Salisbury which is like a really good internship basically I picked a lot of different things that I could do so it could be dialysis it could be internal medicine acute care um what else was there cardiac there's stuff for working with homeless homeless individuals um then there's some military sexual trauma, which is probably what I'll do because that was basically what I researched for undergrad and grad school. But um, yeah, I think social work is great. If anyone ever wants to learn more about something, you should just go to school for social work because it's more than just what people say, CPS taking people's kids. Um, it's being there <laughs> to advocate for people, to empower others, whether that's on the micro, meso or macro level. They're in hospitals, they're in shelters, they're in policy. There should actually be a lot more in policy. But social workers are really everywhere, and I think they do a pretty good job working. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, that's cool. So you're like Wonder Woman, but like for helping people. No, yeah, I am. And I also, okay, I'll just tell you what I do. So um, I also intern with the Catawba Area Coalition for the Homeless. Basically there, I'm like the social media intern, and I work a lot with their Facebook and Instagram making posts about individuals experiencing homelessness because we kind of want to reframe how we look at anyone that's experiencing homelessness. So instead of saying like a homeless person, we say an individual experiencing homelessness or this person is living without a home instead of saying homeless person. It's just the way that we frame it. So throughout years, we can kind of destigmatize the way that we look at that. And then I also have a small business where I make candles. Um, a lot of my scents are centered around mental health just because I'm like a huge mental health advocate. But um, some of my favorites are like cinnamon vanilla, um, I have vanilla, centronella, summertime, no, sweet summer? Yeah, sweet summer, and just like a whole lot of different things. So you can definitely check that out. It's um, trulybyjohnna.com. Have candles and wax melts, and I also take like custom orders if anyone wants to do that. And then what else do I do? I think that's it for right now. <laughs> oh, but cool. I'm always busy. <laughs> oh, cool. That's nice. Did you ever get my request for like a mango mint? I think I dropped something about a mango mint. I have. Just the idea of it. I, yeah, I buy have mango it. and I have peppermint. So I think I Loki might be able to make that be fine. a scent. Because I just did like strawberry guava, which is wonderful. If anyone wants to try it, it's great. Um, and then the sweet summer, which is more like a. Is that the peppermint lavender? I believe so. And then there's Midnight Courage, which is like a peppermint with um, sandalwood. So those are really nice. But I always take suggestions, and I'll definitely try to make that one happen this summer.
That is cool. Yeah, that's dang cool. That's a lot of stuff that you do. And I'd be thinking yeah. I'm doing some things. This podcast, <laughs> like, doing you're making candles and you're advocating and you're doing all the social work type stuff. And it's just yeah. like, dang. I'm so busy. You just set my game up, man. Yeah, need, need to get busier. <laughs> but what about you, sir? What are some things that you do, like, you know, professionally and stuff? Like, this is your car, right? The Kia. This, this is, is actually her car. Yeah, this is my car. You just, I let him drive it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's like, well, what, what type of stuff you're on besides, you know, working out and stuff of that nature? You got the shades on in the car. So I'm assuming, like, well, you were terminated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, just, you know, the like. But um, so I actually just started a new job. I work um over at the Sportsplex, okay. and I kind of just do like facility management, just managing the reservations and the events and the tournaments that go on, um, and then just making sure that all the events run smoothly and keeping like taking care of the facilities. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever been in the Sportsplex, but it's huge. Matthews. Um, yeah, Matthews. It's huge. So like, it's a lot of stuff that go into it. So it's pretty cool. I get to like drive a little truck and tell people what to do sometimes. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's cool. cool. I don't think Sarah Connors to see you coming. So you know, that <laughs> up is me. But I also, um, I also coach. I used to coach football on the JUCO level. Um, I'm looking to get back into it. Hopefully soon, I'll be going to grad school. Um, we'll see on that soon. And, um, yeah, I'm studying to be a certified personal trainer. I'm actually probably going to take the test within the next two, two or three months. So if anyone needs to be trained, I can do that. I do. I really do. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'd be looking for trainers, but then be like, they'd be costly. Be like, oh, it'd be like a hundred seventy dollars for just one push-up. It's so expensive. I promise you, starting off, I will not be charging that much. <laughs> Please, I really want to make some changes for real. Yeah. So like, you know, like it's just you know, Trust I want me. like uh, next year summer, I want to like have like abs and everything, my shirt out. Yeah. Be like, like now maybe on some usher type stuff. But it's just like, but yeah. no music comes out, no bitches. <laughs> but it's just, but you know, it's like I'm, I'm in good shape though, so it's like yeah. it's positive. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's 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 pretty much my goal. That's, that's how I'm visualizing next year. This year was supposed to be that, but I'm like, you know, things happen, right. and like ne- less things might happen next year. So it's just yeah. like maybe I can do that. So it's like while I'm in Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely can help. Um, I'm happy that I took the class because I, I've recently been last two three years been getting real motivation for the gym, but now taking that class and really learning puts the science behind it. So now I really feel like. Once I put that consistency in there, I could really change my body for myself, and I'm sure I could do that for other people. So I, I could definitely help you out with that, and I will yeah. not be charging that much. Cause one thing that does piss me off is the price. Prices of trainers and groups, stuff like that is just like crazy. Like I would not do that to nobody who was in their 20s trying to get right and still not be broke. So yeah. trust me. <laughs> My the goal is, will be better. Yeah, the goal in our 20s is definitely not to be broke, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we do way too much stuff to be broke right now. Yeah. Like, in school, you're trying to work. Cost of living went up. I know at least in, like, Mecklenburg County slash, like, North Carolina, it went up, went up 14% for rent. Like, that's food wild. Yeah, and then food's expensive. $1.40 now. Oh, yeah, he was tight the other day. Uh-huh. We went to the gas station. He's like... I just want to go get Arizona tea. That shit don't even say 99 cent on it. Like, it's a dollar 40. He's from New York. He's like, nah, this is like unacceptable. 
just thinking about that makes me cry. Like, wow, the apocalypse <laughs> is really upon us. Like, I, I was happy and lucky the other day to get an Arizona that was like nine cents, like above ninety nine cents. Okay. So it's like you know that's like okay because taxes. Right. Stuff, but damn, like a dollar forty. I don't know. Used to not be able to tax it because it was ninety nine cents. Yeah, Doctor Strange has to come here and put us in another universe where stuff is like less expensive because yeah. like yes. none of this makes I sense. I gotta go see what is it multiverse. I gotta go see that. Yeah, multiverse of madness. It, it's all right. There's a lot of good co- cameos. I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I'm not. Okay, I'm not cool. a, like a demon. You gotta see Top Gun too. Oh yeah. Okay, we gotta go to the movies to go see everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I just want for the Marvel movies to be honest. I, I feel like I, there's probably some other movies, but I don't know. It's just I just I just watch like HBO Max and stuff. Like when the Batman movie came out, I just waited for it to come to HBO Max, and it's right. like I mostly just went to watch for Zoe Kravitz because it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah, no, really. Like I feel like I should have paid attention. It's just, I never pay attention. I'm always falling asleep. It's not because it was boring. Yeah, it was just because I don't know. It's just this is like the ninth Batman, so it's just yeah. it's hard to like yeah. really I'm get the it. Same way. Like you really gotta grab me with the movie for me to stay up. Within for, the first five minutes, yeah, like you, you got to. Me. Yeah, it is just like, cause it's just I don't know. Like we already know his parents died and everything, and like in front of him. And instead of just like working to like you know uplift like you know property and like education in the town and doing stuff to like fight crime on that level, he wants to dress up like a bat and punch people in the face. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's just like, like it's cool, I guess. But then it's just like when you look at it from a third person perspective, it's just like well, we're just sitting in the car, and then you know it's like some dude dressed as a bat just slapping the shit out of some clown and it's just like like damn dude like wow i need to move out of gotham this is this is not this is not healthy this is not good it's It's actually like really similar to the real world how like the police is funded so much but then they don't give money to schools they don't give money to like different community centers so then instead you have people in the community that have to come up with all this funding to improve education and the community centers in general like community engagement because everything else is being funded instead because it's like education is not actually valued you know what's crazy since we are supposed to be talking about mental health like batman is such a very very like interesting and i'm not even trying to be funny because it's just like you know when you think about all the villains they all types of tragedies and traumas happen to them for for them to get that way Mm -hmm. so it's like well mr freeze okay he was obsessed as a kid with trying to preserve life and everything then you're in a situation where like your wife has some disease you're trying to like preserve her Mm -hmm. and now you have this problem going on yourself too you're trying to find a cure that's pretty tragic okay uh joker uh, tried to be a comedian. Um, his yeah. pregnant wife passed away. He ended up being pushed into vat chemicals. Turns him completely insane mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know whether like a lobotomy would be like, yeah. you know, that like humane in this situation. Dude was killing mad people. Mm-hmm. Just saying. He has like a crazy chemical imbalance in his brain. Like the dopamine, the serotonin, all that stuff is just out of whack. Yeah. So he would definitely need... Probably lobotomy, but like medication, therapy, all that stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff you would need, but you got to start somewhere. Crazy, I can find figure that out in a little bit, and then the dude in the bat just beats the hell out of him. Like yeah, it's right. just, you know, this the guy needs my fist. That's what he needs. <laughs> and then he has like brain bleeding, which makes it worse. TBIs are like horrible, as you can see with a lot of research that's being done now. Tra- oh, TBI is traumatic brain injury for anyone that does not know. <laughs> That's crazy too. And then, like, what about Catwoman being a kleptomaniac? What, what do you think could a uh, you think would be her cure? I don't know. I don't like cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cats. So you like Zoe Kravitz? True. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't even seen that movie. No, it's okay. Like, it's hard to keep up with stuff nowadays. Yeah, there's like, so much. So much. 
That's why they got streaming service. No, right. I used to love Catwoman for sure. Yeah, it's kind of cool because, like, Eartha Kitt, like, played her in the early times. And she kind of revolutionized that role, and now Zoe Kravitz is playing her. I don't know if she, like, revolutionized that role, but it's, like, I just feel like it fits her in a way yeah. and everything. So it's just, like, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But it's, like, yeah. But even, like, when it comes to, like, real-life things, like traumas and everything, I know it's just, like, you know, you're a social worker. So it's, like, you know, like, your main focus when working was, like, I know you mentioned, like, people who are homeless. I don't know. How do you say people who are in a homeless situation? Individuals experiencing homelessness. I don't want to say homeless person because I feel like, but I just feel like it's just, it rolls off the tongue because, No, like, yeah, it's definitely something that everyone has to adjust to. It's just, like, saying um, someone who's disabled, like, individual experiencing, or someone living with a disability. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, they have no legs. It's, like, someone that has a disability. <laughs> so it's, like, reframing the way that we think because we've been talking about it like that for so long. It's going to take time because it's definitely, like, an adjustment. Because every time you mention like homeless person, I can't help but think about that one South Park episode where like Carmen tries to jump the homeless, oh <laughs> and they make like a like they like make like a song at the end to make the homeless get out of South Park. It's like California oh cares for God. the homeless. I that. <laughs> it's just like it's hard to take it out because it's, it's not funny, but it's like. But it's like you can't get it out of your head, and it's yeah. just like they thought it was like The Walking Dead because like people run out of money. It was like, yeah, I need some change. Anybody got some change? Like, oh gosh, he's turning homeless, and then they like oh killed him. Like, it was just... South Park is comedic genius. No, yeah, that's um, it's funny for sure. <laughs> in the episode, in that same episode, somebody like blew up his wife because he thought she was turning homeless. It was like. That's horrible. It, it was weird, <laughs> but it was like he couldn't understand her because like her her lips burned off. It was like, like honey, what are you trying to say? It's like my lips burnt off. Like, wait, what are you saying? Your rip won what? Oh, and it was just no. like, it was just it's so stupid, but it's just like, it's very stupid. It's, it's very too funny. it's too funny because I I mean think about that episode. Now. I might have to watch it again just because of that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but in regards to like other things outside of the home, uh, like homeless situations and stuff of that nature, um. I know it's like when dealing with communities, you by any chance deal with a lot of like um, <clears throat> like African American communities that might deal with like you know being stuck. Um, I don't want to say stuck in the you know like in a circle. In the endless cycle of and, poverty. Yes, endless cycle of poverty. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. So actually, like next year, I will be working with like Winthrop. Um, we're gonna be doing this empowerment practice group, like a focus group for like young African American women or not women, youth, probably like 6th, 7th, 8th grade. But we're going to be working with them to get them more involved within Winthrop because a lot of the times when you're in, say, kind of like a college town, like a app or like a um, Winthrop, which is in Rock Hill, there's not a lot of community engagement with minorities in that area so say an app if there's a lot of african americans there you don't see them because that's not like a welcome welcoming environment for them so we're trying to do the same thing there at winthrop so it's almost like the youth feel like this is their community as well like this is not them living across the railroad tracks where they have to go all the way on to the other side of town to be with like college students or just be engaged within the community because we have like nutrition social work psychology all these different things like it's a pretty good school but there's not a lot of community engagement so that's definitely something that i'll be working on and i try to do a lot of like volunteering with um where do i go second 
Harvest Food Bank. Yeah, we volunteered there sometimes. And then I do like a lot of domestic violence interning or not interning, volunteering as well, just because I know um, those communities need help. So it's great to be engaged with them. And like when it comes to like domestic violence and like poverty and all types of abuse and stuff of that nature, do you feel like there's like a root to like a lot of these issues beyond just poverty? Because there could be people who could be poor and like still be very happy and not harm anybody or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. And then there's places that just oh I can't stand being poor, and yeah. like you know like then it's like all that frustration and stuff of that nature. Like what is your theory in regards to like why that cycle is so domestic prevalent? violence? Yeah. Um, Domestic violence is rooted in power and control. It's just kind of like a never-ending cycle. It could start with poverty. It could start with um, being insecure within yourself. So say you're bullied in school or something like that. There's like a lot of different root causes, but definitely I would say domestic violence revolves around power and control. It's just kind of like a never-ending cycle. If... um, the victim never is able to speak up for themselves and the perpetrator will always continue to come back and do the same different kind of behaviors that they were exhibiting from the beginning to the end until unfortunately someone dies, which would be very sad. That is so crazy. I, I know how you bring up like insecurity. I like I just watched like that one Tyler Perry movie, like the family reunion mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, you know, the one uh, that what was that dude. Cause he was in set it off too. Like he was a love interest and set it off. Damn, what was he? I know who you're talking about. Nah, I know, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was an old dude, and I forgot his name. But I, I, which is bad, which is bad on my side, because I should be able to know things when I bring people up if I don't know them. But anyway, old dude from like the Tyler Perry movie, uh, Family Reunion, one of my favorite Tyler Perry movies. Yeah. And she was about to like, you know, toss old girl out the window and everything like that. Yeah, you remember that one? Yeah. yeah and it's just like his sense of like, where do you feel, where do you feel like his sense of insecurity comes from? Because he was like a successful person. Mm-hmm. He had money. He can get anybody he wanted. So it's like, why would you feel like you need to hurt people or like try to keep close, have to control them in order to keep them? I know you mentioned what in this rant is like about oh everyone I ever love ends up leaving me mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. It's just like do you feel like Tyler Perry kind of showcase or reflect the sense of like a real life uh, sense of like domestic violence with a kind of cartoonish because he has a sense where he kind of like pushes stigmas a little bit too cartoonish. Oh no, I definitely think like working at the hospital. I definitely think that the way he showed domestic violence is definitely something realistic realistic that could happen i mean there's a whole spectrum there could be emotional um kind of violence emotional and psychological abuse and then you can go all the way to physical um there's just like a lot of different i guess red flags for domestic violence so say there's a lot of financial abuse um that could happen there could also be something where they never hit you but then they're just kind of very vocal in your ear almost in your head in a way there's also just kind of having control over you so say your finances they um have control of where your finances go when things are paid different things like that um say everything's in your name it's not in their name but then they're still taking control of that so there's a lot of different ways that domestic violence can be exhibited 
That is crazy. But if we had to flip the script for a little bit, because I know a lot of men, yeah, especially even black men, even go through sense of like domestic violence or some kind of type of abuse at the hands of like a lot of their uh, female counterparts. Have you ever encountered like a story where maybe like a male may have a situation where they might have been locked down with a female that might that maybe was not like emotionally present or just just stuff of that nature, like where maybe they were the victim in a change? Yeah, that definitely happens. It's not as prevalent. Um, men are actually not as likely to see help or to even report domestic violence well women aren't either like for help seeking behaviors i would definitely say women are more likely i think the statistic is 85 percent of perpetrators are men that's not leaving out say like lgbtq there's like a lot of stigma within that actually within the lgbtq community there's as much if not higher rates of domestic violence compared to women to male like domestic violence but then i'd say specifically with men there's not as much reporting just because there's like a lot of guilt and shame and stigma surrounded around that not even just like the mental health aspect but saying oh my wife or my girlfriend is like beating me like sometimes people don't believe that that would um even occur just because when you think about power dynamics and the way that society structures it it'll be like oh there's no way she's smaller than you she's little there's no way she can overpower you do this this and this but reality i mean it can happen to anyone yeah because it doesn't have to always be physical and everything people can even like set like rumors about like people mm -hmm. or like make up things to try to disparage people's character yeah, i feel like sure. that's a very effective and even slept on way to even hurt somebody mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, if people look at them a certain light and everything, you know, or try to, like, maybe, in a sense, maybe avoid them or whatever, like, you know, whatever the case might be, like, you know, I feel like sometimes people would kind of base a lot of who you are on, based on, like, who's closest to you. And imagine people who are the closest to you saying all types of things about you. Like, if there was a way to fight stuff like that, like, what would be the way to fight stuff like that? Um... I'd honestly say to kind of end domestic violence, you should just talk about it more. Um, teach people, or not people, teach the youth like early. So like a lot of teen dating violence education, because the earlier you know something, the earlier you can catch the signs. So there's like a lot of research around different intervention and like prevention programs around teen dating violence. So like safe dates, for example. Um, if you introduce that in like seventh and eighth grade, then you're less likely when you go to high school and college to um, experience like intimate partner violence. Because I know age 18 to 24, that's typically when people experience domestic violence, whether that's physical, sexual or emotional. Um, it's really good just to have a lot of language around teen dating violence, what is domestic violence, what is sexual assault, different things like that, not only in middle school, but continuing in high school, college, and then all the way to the workplace. So basically just having society kind of reframe what sexual harassment, sexual assault, domestic violence looks like because they all kind of tie together. That is so crazy. I know, like, you mentioned, like, when it comes to, like, uh, domestic violence or, like, the abusers being, like, maybe bullied at a certain age or maybe that might influence somebody's, like, sense of just, I don't want to say their personality, but just says how they maybe might deal with things and stuff of that nature. Um, when it comes to, like, psychology of, like, bullying, like, within children, maybe, like, from middle school, I don't mean, maybe not so much elementary school because, you know, it's just, like, what can people do at elementary? But, hey, bullying's bullying. How could this, like, maybe affect somebody in later on in, like, their adult life when they're connecting, like, with others? You know, maybe an example-wise. It doesn't even got to be an example, but 
just maybe you know just set it in your own way yeah um i would say with like bullying that's like a lot of rejection um so then that ends up being a lot of kind of built up aggression or depression anxiety it can present in a lot of different ways um over time if those things keep occurring you just kind of get in your head and some type of mental health um issue may arise whether that's depression anxiety suicidal ideation then kind of what would happen is um you get tired of it and then you kind of act out in a different way like exhibit different behaviors that would in turn be possibly domestic violence and uh what are some ways that maybe somebody could help like maybe cope with like that you know like long term wise because like you know we live in a different generation and things change so quickly now it's like mm-hmm. at one point it was about like facebook and how many friends you had then instagram came and now so people have so many followers and it's like you don't even know any of these people mm-hmm. so like someone else's value is so very much not really so much based on the quality of the relationships but most so on the quantity of like being known or maybe the quantity of like maybe be in someone's bank account or you know just stuff like that very surface level type things and uh you know like we all seem to like to some degree seek out some form of validation and when all this validation is maybe like put on such a pedestal to where it's like oh maybe it might not matter you're sort of like oh um it just it maybe might inflict a lot of harm to like your character or whatever whatever the situation might be uh how do you feel like that might affect uh things going forward for future generations you know like i know that question was all over the place but it was just like if you could just try to like respond as best as you can okay cool um i would probably say everyone just needs to find what works out best for them because life is really about like trial and error you find out what you like what you don't like then you just go from there and you stick to the things that you do like um it's always good to have a support system so making sure you have friends family um, for mental health, I always recommend a therapist. It's a challenge finding like a good therapist, but when you find your therapist, I consider sticking with them. Um, what else? That's all I can think of right now. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's dang cool and everything. You know, I know we've been speaking about a whole lot of this for like close to like 36 minutes and everything. I want to be able to get everyone to get a whole lot. It feels like you kind of like said like a whole lot of stuff yeah <laughs> i know it's just i feel like he just kind of left out of us so i was like should i ask one question what would be a good question to ask it's like i don't know what's your favorite color dude <laughs> orange why, why you like orange i'm not gonna lie i think i started liking it because no one else liked it but i also am a next fan so they're uh-huh. blue and orange <laughs> oh mets next oh next yeah. okay yeah now really really praying for that franchise no. man it's just like <laughs> You know, like, us Hornets aren't really getting a whole lot of, like, we're starting to get a little bit better, but it's like yeah. we still need to build up on the... better than us. You guys at least have some hype around you. I mean, for now, I mean, it just depends <laughs> on how, like, they manage everything going forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, imagine being good, like, one year, and then it's just, like, five years later. It's like, oh, what happened to five years ago? Yeah. It's just, like, that's, that's just kind of where, all, like, a lot of, like, teams and, like, like you know in charlotte that's kind of how it is even with the panthers like cam newton had that one good year 2015 okay okay we just try next year and then literally (laughs) do not talk about cam no we love to do it and everything man like seriously i love cam dude he was dabbing on people people try to catch him he'd like make a whole touchdown dude was giving football to kids in the he was like a superhero but not really like yeah Yeah, i love cam i follow him on instagram not instagram on youtube watches youtube uh podcasts stuff but really interesting 
and, and he's actually really like intelligent too yeah. and everything. That's why I say like, if anybody I wish would like really like kind of step into his own like it's Cam that I really really wish. Yeah. Cause it really sucks when what's his name from freaking uh, pa- Patriots. Uh, damn. No, no, no. He went from the Patriots to uh, the Buccaneers and like yeah. made the Buccaneers a championship team. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> that's that's like it's just like you can't even hate on Tom Brady no more because it's like, dude, like he went into we left the Patriots and went to the Buccaneers. Like, what was the Buccaneers doing until he got on and got nothing. him a championship? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. nothing. I'm like, yeah. dang. Please come to the Panthers. They tried to put Cam on the Patriots and see if that would work. That was terrible. I think I don't think that was really good for Cam's career. <laughs> dude, and it's like Cam is like that. Like in 2015, dude, that was like the year. It's like, dude, if we just won that Super Bowl, just one time, just to build his yeah. confidence, bro. Then set. it's just like then we would have been set from that. Even if we didn't go to the Super Bowl the next year, yeah. we would still be like contenders for exactly. like a while. It's like 2015. I can't believe that was seven years ago. I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. I might have to go to counseling for that, man. I need to find a therapist. Like, you know, like, is there is there something for, like, for a PTSD over, like, a Super Bowl outcome? Because I had the shirt on and everything, and I was ready. That was, like, an adjustment disorder or something. That's adjustment disorder? Mm-hmm. Those, those, are the good, those are the good times. I'm not going to lie. 2016 for me. 2015 too good. Yeah, twenty seventeen for me was nothing but PTSD. It's just like <laughs> now it's just like every time like cause what was the song that came on like Mask Off or Future? Oh yeah. Yeah, when that comes on the radio, so I want to like that song so much, but I just <laughs> I just turn it off. Like no, you're not gonna twenty seventeen yeah, me. Heard that <laughs> way too many times. Twenty seventeen was so bad. Like even the Kendrick Lamar damn album, I can't even get through it now because it's just like ugh, <laughs> I just can't. Like I love the new album though. Uh, like the. Yeah, Mr. Morale and the Big Seppers. It's really good. Like I was listening to it when I was on the bus going to DC and everything, which is a wonderful time. But when you're traveling to listen to like your favorite albums and everything, it's just like my favorite songs on that was Savior with Baby Keem on it. And like those two Savior songs, and like they're they're both great. And like those are like the main ones I go back to, and everything. You know, it's just like I only listen to it once. I always gotta listen to an album twice if I really want to review it. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So it's like, so yeah. So basically, you're like, you're really shooting to be like a personal trainer and you're very, very much, uh, I don't want to say fixated, but it's like your thing is mostly surrounded by like, you know, just exercise and like building the body and stuff of that nature. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to do that. And I also, I'm trying to kind of incorporate my, my love for like fitness and also sports. So eventually just make that combine and make it work for me because I realize I can't really do what I don't like. <laughs> I tried jobs that have nothing to do with fitness and sports, and I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I could understand that for real. And like your main thing is just mostly just like mental health and social work and stuff of that nature. Yeah, I'd say like I want to be a trauma specialist. So I mean, you can work with a lot of different populations with that. But definitely, I mean, trauma is like substance abuse. It's domestic violence. It's childhood trauma. Like it's all types of things. So I really think especially throughout the years as we evolve and learn more about mental health i think that'll be very important for people to heal and understand their trauma and learn about grief and things like that that is so cool so in in regards to your occupations because like a lot of our occupations uh, what we seek to be and everything is kind of aligned with like our personalities and stuff of that nature so it's like would you say because like you go through this route would you say that you're mostly like an empathetic type person and stuff of that nature am i empathetic is she empathetic? I'd say she's more like. 
like when when a task needs to be done or when 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 there's time of distress, you can go to her. Yeah. Like she's gonna have the answer. She's not really empathetic. She's not gonna sit there and 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 cry with you. She's gonna no. get the problem solved. <laughs> you know. I'm yeah, a- I'm a problem solver. I'm like a fixer. Yeah. Is what I would fix her problem solver. I like to critically think. That's what I do. And she's a good listener too. That's that's really good. Yeah, active listening. That's like a whole skill. Active listening. But that's that's very empathetic. Because first you got to actually like emphasize with somebody's issues to find like a solution to it, you know? Yeah. I just like, I look at life in lots of different ways. So I just understand things, why they happen, why they don't happen. Like I just, I think of five million different scenarios for one thing. So I guess that's empathetic. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then, like, you're a personal trainer, and, like, you really pretty much align with, like, the more sportive and... Uh, is it kinetic? Is that a term? Like, kinetic? Yes, yeah, okay, good. Kinetic. Cause I, don't, I don't... Am I making up words? Mm-hmm. Definitely not making up words. Kinetic is definitely a word. Look it up, punks. <laughs> All right. So, it's like, you know, like... So, like, how does that align, like, with your personality and, like, what your values are? Well, I'd say, like, when I'm either playing sports or in the gym, I, I get more pumped up, more... Like, I'm louder... Like, I've been playing basketball, football. I played football in high school, lacrosse. I did track and basketball, all that stuff. I'm always way more talkative, more communicate. Like, I communicate a lot more. I'm just always in a more positive, better space when I'm around sports and fitness and just doing things that involves being active. <laughs> yeah, so. That is really, really cool. And would you say, like, in regards to, like, go out to deep, go deep in our relationships, uh, relationship type stuff, y'all don't want to or nothing, because we, we ain't got to. But would you say, like, y'all kind of, like, kind of respect that into each other and you kind of, like, motivates or kind of drives y'all into each other? You got the empathetic side, you got the more kinetic side. Like, how does that, that kind of, like, balance y'all out in a sense? Yeah, we met in um, school. We both did track. We were friends for a long time. And then um, I started going to the football games that he coached at. And then, I mean, from there, we were, like, best friends. Well, we date, but, like, we're best friends. So, yeah, I'd probably say so. Like, the mental health, the fitness, physical health, all that stuff connects us. Yeah, I definitely think we uh, kind of balance each other out for sure. Sometimes we could, like, bounce off each other. You know, that could be a negative thing, but I think most of the time it's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just always keeping it real, too. We don't ever sugarcoat nothing with each other. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I might sound like an a-hole, but it's out of love. Yeah. yeah. And aren't you like an Aries or something? I am an... Yeah, well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, nothing. I, I just like... I be guessing it's just how people's like zodiac sign is like kind of influenced. Wait, did degree. you just guess it or you just knew my birthday so was... Are you like really into that stuff? I mean, I'm not so... I'm, I am kind of deep into it because okay. it's like I'm an Aquarius I'm and I'm like a... Yeah. Analyze me then. I'm an Aries, uh, April 13th. What is that? I, that's 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 Aries, right? Yeah, but like, tell me about myself. I don't know it like that deep. I just oh, not, I'm okay. just interested because in like sometimes it might align with some people's like personalities yeah, to a certain degree. It definitely like, well, does. Yeah, for what, sure. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a Taurus. <laughs> definitely yeah. a Taurus. Okay, yeah. I don't know why it's just like I get the just... same feelings. Like like Leos, they give off a vibe, only except for my sister. Aries give off her type of vibe. What what is my vibe? I don't know. Sometimes you can just sense people's aura. So you got a reddish type yeah. aura. I don't know what it is. Red. Yeah, definitely red. Interesting. Like, like and then like, um, Virgos. My mom's a Virgo. They're 
They're all the same. My brother's a Virgo. Sag is all the same. What about Gemini's? My mom's I don't there. really know about the Gemini's. Gemini, it just really just depends on what's your experience. Like, I have a friend that's a Gemini, and it's like, you only get two sides of them. And, like, one side you really love, and the other side is just, like, don't, you gotta put him, you gotta put them on a time limit, because I feel like if I just stay, like, around him too long, it's like, we're we're gonna fight. It's like, we don't, like, you know, it's just, (laughs) love the dude, it's just, you gotta put a time limit. Okay, like, an hour, I good. Let's just, let's just touch base, like, some other time, because he's gonna overstep some kind of boundary, and then I I have to check on whether, if I have to react to it or not, like. That's the test with Gemini and everything. But it's just like, that's just how it is. Like, Virgos, I don't know. Virgos are kind of like workaholics to a oh. certain degree. Like, there's like a certain workaholic sense. Just, everything is just, it's done. It's kind of done to like they have to do certain things a certain type of way. And that's that can be mom. like, and that's like, it can be very much a backdrop for them too. Because it's like, you can't just do everything for yourself. And then like, you fuck up on your own. Like, you could ask for help. And then yeah. it's just like, you know. But hey, that that's where all the Michael Jacksons and Beyonces come from. So it's just you know you can't can't sleep on that work ethic. Yeah, like I'm I'm an Aquarius and I'm a Libra rising and Libra moon. And, uh, you guessed he was an Aquarius. Yeah, right? no, cause he said his grass and I, oh, I had a feeling. I, I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's just like I'm kind of detached, but it's like you know I mean well and everything, yeah. but it's just like at the same time like, I want to be friendly and stuff, but it's just like you know I feel like I have a hard time kind of showing it, you know. To a certain like I want to be like you know like a helpful out, person, but trying you know. to break out that shell. Yeah, trying to break out that shell. But then there's like my Libra pra- placements too, where I feel like I can be a bit of a people pleaser to a degree. Like there's a charming sense to you, but it's like there's still people pleaser. So it's like yeah. that's my that's kind of like my my what's that word? I don't want to say maze, but that's my uh, um, I don't want to say obstacle either. But like uh, that's my journey. I'm gonna say journey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of pretentious to say journey. I'm gonna just say journey anyway. This journey, yeah, but it's like, uh, yeah. Would you say, like, you have, like, certain personality traits, like, of a Taurus that's just like, oh, yeah, like, you're such a Taurus? Or... I think so. I'm not going to lie. They say the biggest thing with the Taurus is that we're stubborn. And then apparently every time I say I'm not stubborn, that makes me stubborn. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but I don't think I'm that stubborn, really. But all the other stuff they say about Taurus, I think, is definitely to the T. They always say Tauruses are, like, to themselves kind of... Um, usually pretty, like, you know, introverted and kind of people pleasers, like very loving and stuff like that. But like at the same time, not very talkative at all. <laughs> like they're not gonna, they're not gonna initiate any, uh, you know, interactions unless they're com- comfortable with you. And that is all usually true about it. <laughs> I like how the whole time we're talking about this, Aviana's looking up like stuff about Aries. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. I need to know what do people think. I don't know what an Aries is. I mean, yeah, it says bold and ambitious. Like, yeah, that's me. Um, head first, even to difficult situations. I agree. Passionate, motivated, and confident. Leader who builds community. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I. Yeah. But I am uncomplicated and direct in their approach. I yes. I told you without you looking it up. Aries is you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely an Aries. The first thing that pops in the mind in terms of Aries, I don't know, it's Randy Orton. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> so like, you, know, you about to RKO somebody? You about to kick someone in the head? Like, what's I up? I love WWE. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, so it's... So much. 
And now it's like they got the whole AEW thing, and it feels yeah. like a lot of people are going in with that too. They it's got like, a lot of stuff going on with the wrestling. I don't, I don't even. It's know. hard to keep up with everything now. It's just like I just have to look at the video clips on YouTube. Yeah. It's like okay, my my ADHD is not going to permit me <laughs> to sit through a whole I can't hour. Keep up with all the new wrestlers, and I, I mean now I just know it's fake. Back then when I was a kid, I I was fixated that it was real. No one could tell me different. You it know? looked so fake back then, though. Like <laughs> yeah. it was it was bad. Yeah. It didn't even look real. Yeah, but it was like it was like serious. Like I feel like the high point for me like was when like like when Shawn Michaels and like Chris Jericho was beefing and oh, everything. Like that was like because <laughs> like, dude was, was like it wasn't even the wrestling. It was really like the, the story, the, the drama, the beef. Like it was some real stuff. For real, People man. was ready to throw hands. Yeah. <laughs> what music playing as they walked out? <laughs> when, <laughs> Their favorite tight, song. Wearing tight leggings and boots. <laughs> Fighting over, over a belt with some gold on it. Man. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 that's my belt with some gold on it, you bitch. I'm about to beat the hell out you for it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really how it used to be. They used me. to be on ladders, throwing people off chairs and. Dude was getting injured. Tables. It used to be crazy. I remember, like, Undertaker used to light the table on fire. I think choke slam make... you off that. Oh yeah, was he it would Undertaker? Do that. No, no, he would choke slam, but yeah. I feel like I feel like setting tables on fire was like Mick Foley's. Mick Foley, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Mick Foley was definitely he was wild, man. Who was your favorite wrestler? Who was my favorite? Yeah. Uh, growing up, I'm gonna have to go with my main favorite was like The Rock and everything, because I was like the first one I actually knew by name and by face, like yeah. as a kid and everything. And then it just like then it's like I would throw in like Kurt Angle was very cool, <laughs> okay. um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, The Undertaker. It just, the list goes on. Like, yeah. I've been a wrestling fan since a baby. So it's just like, you know, like, I would actively find people who were bald in public and I'd be like, hey, yo, I saw you at <laughs> wrestling last time. Oh, <laughs> you, ain't you that guy that beat up that other guy? I didn't even know, like, the names. <laughs> Yeah, my mom had to literally yank me by the ear. So you can't just be going up to people <laughs> to be like, yeah, I saw you fight this other person. But, uh, I got you sideways. You know, really, though, but it's just like, all right, so we're getting close to the hour mark and everything, but we had to really touch base on some other things. Um, so from what I understand, y'all basically met in college, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like Winthrop, that, that sounds like a PWI name, so I'm assuming you went to a PWI. Oh, no. We, for undergrad, we went to Queen's University of Charlotte. 100% a PWI. Private school in the heart of Myers Park. Um, Which is the richest neighborhood in Charlotte for you. Yeah, <laughs> It's fifty thousand a year. Oh, wow. that sounds We're expensive. It's, it's it's. It was expen expensive. I mean, <laughs> I had scholarships, so I had a full ride. But Queens is very expensive. They do have a really good College of Business. I also like the psychology department. You like the sports management? Yeah. For sports sure. management. Yeah. I think overall it's like a really good school, but obviously. You don't need a private education to be educated. Yeah. It just so happened that we had scholarships and different interests within the school. Yeah. But it is definitely a really good school. has good resources just because of where it is. Yeah. And I know you, you pretty much met at Queens Grand High School. And like, wait, you went the whole four years, right? Yeah. Oh, how's your, how was how, your, how, how did you feel about Queens Grand? I mean, would you say it was like a whatever experience? It was just. It was Okay. I it was weird is what she meant <laughs> it was very very weird I mean it was okay I just I mean I was an athlete I waited for us to get track my sophomore year I did sports cross country track and basketball I did not do basketball all four years but I did track those three years I won states twice for discus um really I just did sports I just try to do the best I could so then I could 
go to college uh, for sports, got a scholarship, and I achieved my goal. So I thought it was pretty successful. But in regards to like the whole social sense, it was just like, man, whatever. Everyone was like, whatever. You see how her face is? Because they're so weird at Queens Grand. Like, I, swear, I get people off of Queens Grand. How's your Queens Grand? Like, everyone has a stank face. Like, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's different. The way it's kind of designed, like, it's it's a couple of modules. It's, I mean, I called it I called it the trailer park, but it's modules. It was five of them, right? I mean, it's just kind of laid out for a lot of people. It, it was who, behind a fire. <laughs> Behind a fire station. Fire department, like, yeah. and near, uh, in Matthews, yes. Okay. It basically looked like a... You don't know where it is. I mean, probably. You probably drove past it and didn't realize it was there, and, like, it was just, um... Yeah. It was, uh, it... People would kind of, like, uh, refer to it kind of... It had a relative sense to, uh, how it looked, presentation-wise, to a, a plantation. Oh. And it probably didn't help that our principal at the time wore a sun hat and had a West Virginia accent. It did. It used to be a golf course, right? No, it used to be a country club. Okay, well, close. But, I mean, mm, I like Mr. Schwartzlander. Great. Yeah, I talk to him sometimes. I like Ms. De La Mora. Loved her. My Spanish teacher, best Spanish teacher out there. She's from Colombia. Didn't have her. I talk to her sometimes still. Um, Miss Hargett was good. Miss Van Dusen slash Miss Sinclair is one of my favorites. For sure. Never had her. Sad. I had Coach Forsyth. He was my favorite. I literally had him one time, but I was always in his classroom. Um, Coach Carr, he was okay. I took him for AP U.S. History because I don't like history, so I took that. Um, I see him, or I used to see him sometimes at track meets. Yeah, Mr. Carr was great. I like Mr. Carr. And Miss McDonough. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, Didn't have her good. again. She was wonderful. All the teachers I like, you never had. <laughs> Mr. Carr. Well, yeah. Like, I didn't take... What did you take? Greek? Uh, no. I took Latin. I took oh, Mr. Latin. I had Mr. Hankel. Mr. Hankel was cool. Yeah, no. Never had him because I was like, why do I need to know this? So I took Spanish instead. <laughs> I mostly kept that class because of the people that are in the class. Cause no, like, yeah, I remember yeah. everyone that was in that class definitely was pretty cool. But then I was like, I mean, why not just take Spanish? So. Yeah, so like the Queen's Grand experiment was kind of meh. It was meh. It was all right. It was very meh. It was different. I was happy to get up out of there. I tell you that. <laughs> no, seriously, bro. Like, you needed <laughs> to get the hell. But really getting around away from certain circles of people was pretty much. That's like the true graduation, yeah. I feel like. No, really. I know she's trying her best not to say anything derogatory. No, <laughs> they don't I, have to. I just, I graduated, and I don't think I talked to a single person that I graduated with. Thank God. <laughs> you made the right decision. I, I feel like me and, I feel like I really should have just left that circle alone. I, cause I, I saw a lot of them at CBCC. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is a new environment. Yeah, hey, I can keep around the same old faces. Bad decision. Very, very bad decision. Yeah. I regret it to this day. I mean, I feel like just me growing up in Charlotte, though, like, I see someone that I know every single place that I go, whether it was from, like, the fifth grade, 10th grade, like, I see someone all the time. So I just go places and I see people, whether they're from, like, QG or not, so. Yeah, it's, it's very, very tight-knit here, out here in Charlotte and everything, but yeah. but I, I know you're going to grad school, uh, but you're not going to grad school, like, at the Queens University, you're going to Winthrop, correct? Mm-hmm. How's that experience? Um... Winthrop's okay. I started off as a GA, which, like, I totally recommend being a GA, but it definitely would help if you live right there in that area. 
Um, I commute from Charlotte to Rock Hill, so it's about 40 minutes up, 40 minutes back. So that's a lot. But I mean, I'm a GA. I'm not really involved on campus simply because I'm busy. Like, I have internship, take classes. I was a GA. Like, next year I'll be um, interning at the VA, then taking classes. I might join the track team. Um, So I don't know. Grad school is just different. You're not really as involved as you are in undergrad simply because why like I'm 23 (laughs) but if they had a football team I probably would be because I like football this is like my third school I've been to with no football which really sucks like QG had no football (laughs) Queens didn't have football and Winthrop doesn't have football so that's why I was excited that Bryce was a football coach and I literally would go to every single game because I was like I'm not about to miss out on football because obviously Panthers is expensive so yeah I mean college is cool you're there to get a piece of paper you pay money to get that piece of paper but it's i guess in the end for what i, I want to do i need to do that so it's rewarding okay that's cool now how do you describe like your college experiences and stuff of that nature sir um mine was cool yeah, yeah i had a good time i'm not gonna lie i had a pretty good time i usually always gravitate towards like the jocks. like the jocks i'm not gonna say i'm a jock i'm definitely not but um, ever since high school, I played sports my whole life. So my friends are always like, you know, the people who are always gravitated towards more people. So immediately, like, when I got to Queens, I met, like, all the basketball players, literally. Like, the best basketball player on the team, we became, like, best friends. And then from there, I had a, had a bunch of friends, really. And then it just so happened, freshman year, they put us all right next to each other in the same dorm (laughs) so it was like a party every day but I've always been one to get my work done like my mom she don't play that so you know I I always get through like I'm not gonna fail no classes but I like to enjoy my time at the same time so I thought college was pretty cool I also did I started off with lacrosse um yeah the coach left that recruited me so I wasn't gonna get no scholarship so then literally the next day the track coach hit me up had a meeting. He said I could work up to get a scholarship, and then I did track. And then I met two more of some of my best friends that I'm still really close friends with on the track team. And then I fell in love with throwing hammer for a little bit, um, and then got some coach changes. I had to make some decisions, and I ended up not doing track my senior year. But still, by then I was, you know, kind of just growing and learning how to. What you say? Senioritis. <laughs> yeah, I had the senioritis, but I was learning how to do things on my own. I was, you know, you know that adulthood stuff. It sucks, so I had to make some decisions. But overall, I think I thought my college experience was cool because I have a bunch of friends from there that I wouldn't ever regret from ever. That's really cool and everything. Yeah, I went to an HBCU and that changed my life. I was like, I dang. Wish I went to- I mean, I almost did. I almost went to Hampton. Definitely something that I don't want to say all y'all missed out on because, like, yeah. I don't want to shit on like your college experiences <laughs> or nothing. But it's like to tell the truth, it really wasn't so much about the partying that really made it like great for me. Like, because I usually struggle because I usually went to predominantly white institutions and everything. Not trying to say it was a problem. I'm just yeah. saying my grades were shit there, and my grades were amazing in HBCU. So, yeah. like, who's really who's really the problem here? I mean, 
I mean, I'm You're just right. saying. I always had support and everything. I had the men's achievement center who really helped me through getting my because um, he had to graduate with a certain number of uh, community service hours, and they really helped me with that. They gave me community. I was like a dude that would like pull up to like poetry slams and jams and stuff like that. That, that was my main thing. And stuff of that nature, you know, everybody was cool. You know, you can have friends that are like in Greek, and you can have friends who are like athletes, and you can have friends that are like potheads, and you have friends that end up getting kicked out because they were doing too much pot. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, HBCU is it was just cool. You know, it's just like even when you don't really might know somebody like that, like that, it's always like positive and fun vibes. Like it's like a family type thing. So when you see them at a homecoming, I can't wait to pull it back for homecoming. That's gonna be amazing. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's always, it's always positive. And like the parties were obviously lit, obviously, you know, I don't know how I got home to a lot of the times. It's just like, I'm pretty sure my vision was way too blurry. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Things was, things was hot. Things was, things was amazing for sure. And I, I really, I'm, it's cool that you, so y'all both in grad school right now. I am not in grad school. I'm looking to get into grad school. I actually applied to Winthrop and a few other schools. Just oh. waiting to hear back, really. Oh, yeah. Just well, so that if I ever am in a position where I could start, like, my own business or, like, even, like, go in a higher position where I could start managing, like, a, a school program or a team on, like, a college level, then I could do that with the hybrid certifications. You know? Oh, that would be mostly lit. And, like, you're pretty much in grad school right now? Yeah, I'm on, like, summer break right now. I just have one more year, and then I graduate in May of 2023. That is cool. I'm trying to get into grad school and everything. I had to take some time off this year because I had a whole lot of stuff. I had to get situated in Charlotte before I bounced because I'm trying to – because my father lives around D.C., so I'm trying to move to D.C. so I can be able to go to Howard for grad school and everything. Mm-hmm. That's my main That's my main thing. I'm going to go to Howard for business. That and would be amazing. That in-state tuition. <sighs> yeah, that's that's probably that's another thing that's gonna get mower. And plus, it's like a hundred twenty three dollars just to apply, and then you had to like do like two essays. I think yeah, it's a lot, you know. So it's like, but I, I think they can make some kind of exception. My dad works for the hospital at Howard University, so it's like yeah, you, know. you should be able to get that uh, waived. no for real though because i really do because it's like you know school really wasn't my thing you know and it's just like you know it's just like i just feel like that's just like now like my thing is going to school and i just can't see myself without a doctorate now just because of all the success i've had in uh in you know at hbcu because i wanted everything every achievement i get i wanted it because i wanted it to be because the hbcu gave me that opportunity you know Mm -hmm. to switch up you know so it's just like that's just my me trying to honor them in a sense so it's just it's like you know just stuff of that nature so i can't really see myself without a master's and a doctorate so if i gotta make it happen i gotta make it happen but let's see if i can make it happen in my 20s that's, that's for damn sure oh, yeah. yeah you know i'm hoping i can do the same yeah for sure not the doctorate part though <laughs> <laughs> i'm off that one that's too much school for me <laughs> you can't get enough schooling man it's just some people everyone's limits different but hey you know hey, as long as we're all being transparent um but uh, yeah this is a damn good episode because i haven't done this for like two weeks like i've been like been through so much stuff like i was sick for like a while i'm still good i don't want to let you know like, i'm good cool. and it's just like you know like it's just it's just stuff of that nature so it's just like to think i can really hop back onto this, this is my first episode i'm trying to see if i can hit 10 
before the end of the month somehow somewhere i don't know how but it's gonna i'm trying to make it happen so it's like for y'all to really donate y'all time to come out especially uh, you don't even know me from nowhere i just met you you're pretty cool you're a good talker for real yeah Yeah. Yeah, you know it's just it's just something that just became a part of me the whole mental threats podcast she's seen the logo you've seen the logo on my page right Mm -hmm. pretty darn good logo yeah yeah it's just it was really just an idea and the next thing you know is i put i put on my vision board and next thing it's just i'm this is like my 60 65th that makes it 65th no one ever says 65th i've never heard of that use of sentence. this is my 65th chicken nugget like it's just i don't know yeah my 65th episode i'm trying to shoot for 150 episodes so it's just like if you gotta really hop on really reinvigorate me to get me back into the whole situation i thought i was falling off for a while you know, I really do appreciate that. And even with Aviana, I haven't seen Aviana in, like, how long? 2016. Oh, wow. Damn. Right? No, really. Twenty. It was, like, yeah. it was probably, yeah, 2016. And uh, it's it, the year is 2022. So, like, that's that's a time capsule right there. So, it's, like, if you buried something right there, and I was like, damn, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah. It's just something to keep in mind. So, like, I appreciate Aviana for hopping in. Definitely want to check out her candle shop if you want to restate it again. Yeah, it's truly by John A on Instagram. It's truly candles, and I have an awareness page, which is truly by John A. Go check that out. Yes, awareness page, candles, and she a social worker. Is there anything she can't do? I don't know. Is there anything you can't do? You speak Spanish, right? Yeah. You're supposed to respond C. That's how you flex. That was a layup. C. C. Yeah, you see that? Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks again, uh, Mr. Bryce. What's your name? Bryce Marcelin. Still sounds like Italian food, so like I know what I'm gonna it, eat today. It might be French, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, French, you're yeah, Haitian, yeah. Haitian. Oh, oh that's really cool. Oh, you go you're from Haiti then. So. I am not, but both my parents are. I've been there a few times. You're Haitian then. I'm Liberian. Both my parents are from Liberia. <laughs> Instagram name, Liberian Toast Crunch. You know where it's at. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate y'all for hopping on again. Um, that's it for the Mental Threads podcast. That is episode 65, about to be uploaded, I think, today. What, what's today's date? Uh, 20? The 20th. May 20th. Yes, the 20th of May, 2022. Thank you very much for signing in. We are someone out. Y'all any final words? Any final words? Follow me on Instagram, be underscore easy, underscore M. What is he? All right, say, say that again because it was pointed to obviously. Oh. Say so follow me on Instagram, B underscore easy with a Z, underscore M. Okay. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you for <laughs> listening and joining us. Yes. Thank you again. We are sewing out. Thank you very much. <laughs>